I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in everybody. Wednesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show kicks off and my oh my, we are racked and stacked. We have a ton of news stories, breaking news, overnight news, big news, all kinds of stuff here to get to. Um, first off, we have uh, Gavin Newsom. Glad I both enjoy this one. The governor of California declining to back the proposed reparations checks you know just he's super he's super committed to social justice and righting the wrongs of the past but giving every resident of california who is black a check for a million or two million or whatever the latest number is that might be a little bit of a problem for the budget but he's super committed we'll discuss this in more detail also a san francisco supervisor announcing legislation to limit the use of firearms by security guards after a, an incident there where someone attacked a security guard in the uh, course of shoplifting, and the security guard shot the individual. So we will get into that story. Also, Tucker went to Twitter and is uh, had, a, had a big announcement. I want to share that with you and also just what this means for the overall um media landscape not i didn't want to say the conservative media landscape really the free speech landscape for the media which is really critical especially going in this election year i do think it's an x factor we should take into account going into 2024 that there may be one at least one major platform where you won't be censored because the psychotic libs demand it so we will discuss that trump lost a civil case in uh new york which we had told you he's going to get a jury they didn't go all the way though with all the charges we'll break that down for you and to that end we've got andy mccarthy joining us later on this hour uh from formerly southern district of new york prosecutor and miranda devine we have joining us later on and she'll also give us all the latest as you know she wrote um uh, laptop from hell and she's following the whole biden family corruption story very very closely so we can ask her where this is going she can weigh in on whether 
you know, whether Clay or I see this one um, more presciently with the possibility of criminal charges, right? You think, we don't want to get into this now because I want to get into what uh, Comer is talking about in the House, but you think he goes, that you think they charge him to the point where Biden may have to pardon him, right? This is the only, so we agree like 90% on this one. I just think they're going to make it, you know, lenient enough that he, doesn't have to go to prison. Okay, we'll ask Miranda. She'll give us. She'll weigh in on this in a second. But Clay, let us start today with additional details of how corrupt the Biden family is. This is the uh, the headline up on Fox. Biden family received millions from foreign nationals and tried to conceal the source of the funds. This is from House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chairman James Comer of Kentucky. He's the one who is uh, running this uh, running this committee right now. And let me just put this out there. This is a quote from uh, from the from the memo put out by the committee. In some instances, Biden Association associates rather would receive significant deposits from foreign sources into their bank accounts and then transfer smaller incremental payments to Biden bank accounts. These complicated and seemingly unnecessary financial transactions appear to be a concerted effort to conceal the source and amount received from foreign companies. Clay, why layer so many LLCs unless you're trying to hide the money? It's 100% what was going on. And I don't think it's coincidental, Buck, that you have on the same day that these millions of dollars in improper payments to the Biden crime family are laid out by the House Oversight Committee are impartial and fair, and I'm putting that in quotation marks, Department of Justice decides to bring the hammer down on George Santos over relatively minor, in the grand scheme of things, campaign finance violations. I mean, we're talking about thousands of dollars in misallocated funds for George Santos versus millions for the Biden crime family. I'll also point this out, Buck. Isn't it amazing with what speed and alacrity the Department of Justice can move with when they really want to bring charges against someone? They've had the Hunter Biden laptop since December of 2019 and done, so far as we can tell, nothing with it. Remember, we didn't even know about the Hunter Biden laptop until October of 2020, which we'll talk about with Miranda Devine. But at that point, the FBI had had the laptop for nearly a year and easily knew all of the different crimes that Hunter Biden was involved in. So how is it that they can, George Santos and and his lies and misrepresentations only really became a story in like December, right? And now already he's got 13 different felony counts thrown at him. They brought the full way of the Department of Justice against him. And again, I think the people in Long Island should have the ability in 2024 to decide whether they want George Santos representing them uh, when they decide who the primary representative is going to be in the Republican Party. I think that's eminently reasonable in seven, eight months, whenever that uh, campaign season officially gets underway. But this is small potatoes compared to the uh, incidents that Biden and his family are alleged to be involved in, pretty much dead to rights based on the information that came out today from the Republican House members. You know, there are some yes or no crimes out there. Um, I remember talking to a friend of mine who was uh, a federal prosecutor in, in, in Georgia about this, 
because I said, you know, there seems like there's so many of these prosecutions for, you know, possession of drugs, possession of an illegal firearm, depending, something like that. I said, but there's always other stuff that the person was doing. He goes, yeah, but you have to understand possession crime, for example, or financial crime also falls into this category, depending on what you're talking about, is either it happened or it didn't happen, right? It, it, it It's it's a, uh, you know, red light, green light. And you see that. That's why often with, with drugs, the uh, the amount of illegal drugs, for example, somebody has, that's what the prosecutors will go for. And it's harder to do this sort of conspiracy and and even, you know, an intent to commit, uh, you know, or ra- racketeering, other things like that. They can go for that, but usually they just go for the highest readily provable count. Okay. In a case like Hunter Biden's, as we've said, Clay, the money was transferred or it wasn't. He declared it or he didn't. He paid taxes or not, right? Or or he did not pay taxes. That That's it. There's not really much wiggle room on these things um you remember from the show billions remember in billions when uh when axe who's the uh billionaire hedge fund guy one of his guys gets into trouble for firing an automatic weapon in his backyard at a deer and even axe's political hatchet man is like this is not a you know did you get insider trading thing this is a you have an illegal gun and you fired it at a deer in greenwich connecticut right so he's like i can't make this thing go away for you um the fact i mean i'm just trying to get to your point here which is the fact that they've already moved against george santos on a whole range of wait what exactly and there's receipts but there shouldn't have been, or there aren't receipts but there should have been and then you look at the hunter biden's the hunter's still selling finger paintings at fifty thousand yeah. dollars a pop there's clearly a double standard at play not only a double standard but also the dollars at stake matter and what if, if you presume that everything they've alleged against santos is true it was a low-level, hundreds of thousands peak, right, of dollars that were being misallocated. And I'm not saying that doesn't matter. It does. But the the fraud that was perpetrated by George Santos had almost no impact outside of George Santos. Maybe he gets suits that he doesn't have to pay for. Maybe he's getting uh, a little bit more money in his pocket than he would otherwise have gotten Again, relatively low-level minor frauds. That That's what's going on here. A couple of these counts are like $520 in misallocated funds. I mean, that's two of the counts is my when I'm reading through and looking at this buck. I don't even know if you've dove into this yet. Again, a lot oh, of yeah. it relatively minor in nature and degree. As a result, Santos, this is from the indictment that the Justice yeah. Department put out, fraudulently received... More than $24,000 in unemployment insurance benefits. So that's like, uh, you know, if we put him in prison for two months, the taxpayer has lost money, just to be clear, okay? I mean, that's it's, right. It's, and again, I'm not saying that the, even if you accept all of these things as true, Buck, this is what I'm getting at. Comparing this to the multi-million dollar uh, issues at stake where you're taking money from foreign adversaries and potentially adjusting American policy as a result. Santos was maybe cheating basically on the taxes and the way that this thing was being applied. Well, let's put this. Th- these are both federal cases. One hasn't, one is indicted and one is still in, in the investigation phase, but they're federal cases. The Biden crime family and George Santos. And you sit here and you say, to your point, there's some that they talk about, um, 
you know, false state wait, false statements to the House of Representatives, which, by the way, they, they never like that's the thing that's basically never charged. OK, no one lying to the House of Representatives is not something that uh, where's Fauci when we need him. Um, the unemployment uh, unemployment insurance frauds keep anyway. They're listing five hundred dollars here, maybe five thousand dollars there. Twenty yeah. grand is the big count. Uh, and you look at Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is taking millions of dollars and on stuff that matters. This is from the Comer Committee. Quote, Hunter Biden, through his associate Rob Walker, received more than a million dollars from a foreign company reportedly controlled by Gabriel Papa. Uh, it's some kind of Romanian name. I can't even try yeah. that one. The subject of a criminal probe and prosecution for corruption in Romania then Vice President Biden met with remaining leaders in 2014 and 2015 regarding corruption in the country. I want everyone to understand this. Hunter Biden was taking money in a corrupt scheme to subvert his dad's role in anti-corruption in these countries. Yes. Can't make this stuff up. And again, Ukraine and China involved probably the two most significant in terms of foreign uh, entanglements that have existed during Biden's era. And I would come back again, Buck, to the timing on this. All of these details are coming out on Biden. They knew it because this was a scheduled event. And they decide to throw the book at George Santos basically on the exact same day. I mean, it is just clear to me political theater. And again, look at what someone's capable of. What is George Santos as a freshman Senate, uh, freshman member of the House of Representatives, newly elected? What is he able to do? Virtually nothing, right? In the grand scheme of things versus what Joe Biden is able to accomplish. This is seismically different. And I think that is why this is so important and why the timing on this is anything other, in my opinion, than a coincidence. Um, and all of this seems Really, really significant in a monstrous way. Tunnel Towers Foundation, Let Us Do Good Village in Land Lakes, Florida, is a community that will have about 100 homes for the foundation's program participants. Construction's already started and families are moving in. That includes a Gold Star family and the family of a severely injured hero who served our nation. The Let Us Do Good Village is a special place where together families can heal a community where the children of our nation's fallen or severely injured heroes can grow up and experience life together, all thanks to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land and to your generosity. You can help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the Let Us Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. With every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices our heroes have made for our country and our communities. Join us in donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong. Strong and Getty Show to start listening. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We mentioned the House Oversight Committee. Nine Biden family members received wire transfers from foreign nationals via shell companies, adding up to millions of dollars. Those nine members of the Biden crime family, Hunter Biden, James Biden, Sarah Biden, Hallie Biden, Kathleen, maybe Haley Biden, sorry, Kathleen Biden, Melissa Biden, niece-nephew, niece-nephew, grandchild. The money was being funneled to nine different members of the Biden crime family. And I know a lot of the attention has focused on Hunter, deservedly so, because he provides such an incredible roadmap to so much of what's going on. But can you imagine, Buck, if there had been an investigation for everybody out there? And we're going to get, so you know, Andy McCarthy's going to join us uh, in about seven or eight minutes, and we will discuss the civil case in New York, the latest on Trump's legal issues. But can you imagine, Buck, if there had been nine different members of the Trump family that were receiving payments from Chinese interest? through LLC companies in a shady manner, particularly people who clearly aren't involved even in foreign transactions in any way, right? When you've got kids getting money wired to them from foreign national interest, it's very different than somebody who's at least involved in business. You think, uh, are the Biden grandchildren... And perhaps, you know, what, are we looking at great-grandchildren yet? But are, are the grandchildren advising 
Chinese companies on the Belt Correct. and Road Initiative and the best way to expand into developing markets and utilize the resources, the natural resources therein? I don't think so. So why is the money being deposited in those accounts? People will will recall from different movies like uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Remember one of the scams they had was to buy stock. They would set up accounts. They actually called them rat holes in the movie. They would set up accounts in other people's names so that it was harder to trace the insider trading that the individuals who were doing the deal were involved in. They would sell a deal and they would make sure there was another account out there that had all kinds of stock that wasn't in their name that wouldn't be attached to them. This is very similar. They're using layering of LLCs to create an opaque structure for the disbursement of funds that they don't want anyone to know about. It's Isn't it amazing? What they accused the Trump family of for four years, to the degree that the Washington Post was writing emoluments clause articles about the cheeseburgers being served at the Trump Hotel, I am not making that up. It's like... When it, when a, when a foreign national goes in there, when an ambassador has a cheeseburger at the Trump Hotel, that's an emolument, as if that's going to buy policy. But what the Biden family is doing is what they accused wrongfully the Trump family of. And now we've got the receipts. Remember, I just said the other day, it's all about where the money goes. But the question I want to ask Andy McCarthy, the big thing, the outstanding thing in my mind is, is this really, now the tax evasion is illegal. There are stuff that there is illegality here. But is the uh, influence peddling illegal, or is it just gross? Yeah. Also, Buck, if it occurs but nobody brings charges for it, it's like a tree falling in the forest, right? I mean, this is why I would argue Republican attorney generals. I don't know if any of these Biden uh, crime family members have connections to red states, but they're going after Trump in blue states. Why would a red state AG not bring charges on some of this information? If one of your hobbies, one of your passions is being a gun owner and a sportsman, you know you got to keep your skills sharp. I've had this before. Haven't shot in a while. I get out there. My trigger pull is off. I'm sending rounds all over the target. Not really honed in the way I should be. But that doesn't happen anymore. You know why? I've got the Mantis X system at home. I use the Mantis X all the time, particularly in the week before I go out to the range. I'll get out my Mantis X a few times and really tighten up my skills. Mantis X is an at-home dry-fire training system that uses technology and data to make you a better shooter. simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light, and and you connect to the Mantis app on your smartphone. Then you get data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique, trigger pull, how your sight alignment's going. 94% of shooters get better within 20 minutes. Get a Mantis X today, or get a gift of a Mantis X for someone. Go to mantisx.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X dot com. What else can you expect from a Trump-hating, Clinton-appointed judge who will be appealing this decision? It's a disgrace. I don't even know who this woman is. I have no idea who she is, where she came from. This is another scam. It's a political witch hunt. You have a woman that's financed and lied about it. She totally lied about it by... Democrat operatives, like just about the biggest one there is. And she said that wasn't true. They found that she lied about it. And the judge wasn't even, I guess, letting it be put in as evidence. The whole thing is a scam. 
The whole thing's a scam, Trump says. This is after he had a partial loss here in the verdict on the E. Jean Carroll uh, sexual assault and defamation trial in New York City. We got Andy McCarthy with us now of National Review, former federal prosecutor for the Southern District for uh, over 20 years. Andy, can you just give us, first of all, always, always so uh, happy to, that you can make the time for us. Thank you. Can you just give pleasure. us the, what is your, like, talk to us about this, this trial, the results, what this means. Just, just break it down for us. Well, I, I just say as a trial, you know, as a civil case, uh, it's very hard in the context of a civil case that goes to trial to beat something with nothing. And what I mean by that is, it's an, unlike the criminal system where a defendant or an accused has a right not to testify and it, the burden is entirely on the government. In the civil system, uh, the burden is much lower. It's not proof beyond a reasonable doubt. It basically is it's preponderance. It means like more probable than not. But the other thing is there's an expectation that everybody who's involved in the litigation as a principal uh, is going to testify. And if uh, they don't appear and don't testify, then the courts tell the jurors uh, customarily that um, they can draw a negative inference from the failure to testify. It's, you know, that that if the person had an explanation for what he's been accused of, um, he he would have taken the stand. And if he didn't take the stand, that means he either didn't have an explanation or he, he didn't want to be cross-examined about whatever explanation he had. That's a pretty powerful instruction. So you really roll in the dice in a in a civil case if you are going to be a litigant and then you're going to try to do it by not participating because it's a low burden of proof and the jury's going to be told that if you had an explanation you'd have got on the you know in the witness stand and given it. Andy, with that in mind, I was actually surprised they didn't hit Trump harder here. Uh, they, they declined to find that he had committed rape. Now, they said sexual assault, but they only hit him with a $5 million uh, verdict, and I'm sure he's yeah. going to appeal that. But given the potential range here, like I kind of thought they might, but you don't know what a jury's going to do. I'm curious what you thought. I kind of thought we might get a message-sending verdict, even if it's one that gets tossed out, where they say, oh, Trump raped her and he owes $200 million, right? Or something like I talked about that on the show. Given the potential uh, outcome here, this doesn't even seem like that bad of a verdict for Trump. No, and look, I, I Clay, I tried cases in that courthouse for you know 20 years. So I was not as down as a lot of commentators were on the jury. I mean, there's a lot of people who, and I understand this because I I kind of have a knee-jerk feeling about this myself, but, you know, because it's Manhattan, they're going to be biased against Trump. It's really not Manhattan. It's the Southern District of New York, so the jury's drawn from, you know, Manhattan, the Bronx, Westchester County. There's a lot of people in New York and particularly outside Manhattan who voted for Trump in the election. So, I, I, you know, I was I didn't think it was a lock that he was going to get a jury uh, that had it in for him. And I think what this jury did, number one, as you say, the damages here are not exorbitant. They're you know, they're pretty reasonable given the kind of damage awards we typically see in civil litigation anymore. And the other thing is, I think they only went as far in terms of what they found as they were comfortable that 
that Carol had corroboration. And what I mean by that is, you know, this thing, according to her, happened 27 years ago. There wasn't any scientific evidence or, or contemporaneous investigation that forensically could support her account. But the judge applying the rules of uh, evidence that have been loosened up over the last uh, couple of decades to make it easier to prove sexual assault cases, he let these two victim witnesses testify, and he let um, th th that is two others besides Carol, who claimed that you know Trump had uh, sexually assaulted them, I think one in 79, one in 2005, and he allowed them to hear the Access Hollywood tape. Those two women... And like the Access Hollywood tape, they talk about, you know, things like inappropriate touching and groping. But there was no allegation that Trump raped those women. And in as bad as Trump's Access Hollywood tape is, he doesn't say that he raped women on it. So I think what the jury did was they, they believed that there was some kind of encounter between Trump and Carol. Uh, but they were not willing on her word alone with no forensic evidence to say that it was rape. They only went as far as the other victim witnesses. Oh, we're speaking to Andy McCarthy. You know, Andy, there's there's a lot of legal stuff going on. So, uh, you know, please keep yeah. our number handy because we're going to need to be talking about a lot of things uh, over the next you know, 18 right. months or so. Um, but to that end, you know, the uh, the House Oversight Committee right now that's looking at the Biden finances and, the, and what seems to be very clearly a Biden crime family of influence peddling. But even as I use that term, I think to myself, well, Tax evasion problem, right? Uh, money laundering problem. These are legal things we all understand. On the influence peddling, though, I mean, if you were a federal prosecutor, again, looking at the facts as they've been laid out here, the layering of LLCs, money going to the grandchildren, Joe is in office, people are taking money, obviously, for access. Is what statute would that fall under? Or is it is it politically gross, but not as not necessarily criminal influence peddling? It it could be Buck, but can I tell you what Mueller did with Manafort? Um, what he his theory was that because Manafort failed to register as a foreign agent under FARA, the Foreign Agent Registration Act, where everybody's supposed to who works for a foreign entity or foreign person, you're supposed to register with the Justice Department. Because Manafort didn't do that. Mueller's theory was that all the income that he made in that connection was therefore illegal proceeds. And what that means is, you know, for a money laundering case, if it's your money and it's legitimate money, you're allowed to, you know, you can put it through however many bank accounts and buy however many assets you want. But if a prosecutor can prove that it's ill-gotten gain in the first place, then every time you move it through another account or buy another asset, that's money laundering. And that's a big deal because money laundering has, you know, heavy duty uh, sentencing provisions because it's so often associated with organized crime and drug trafficking and the like. So that's what that's what Mueller did to get Manafort over a barrel. He basically said he didn't register as a foreign agent. All this money came in. They sluiced it through, you know, this account and that account. Therefore, it's all money laundering. So. You know, if I were a prosecutor, I, now that that seems to be the Justice Department's theory, that's the way I'd be looking at it. Andy, does it, and that's really fascinating analysis, does it surprise you or seem untoward 
that on the day that there is a scheduled press conference to lay out nine members of the Biden family receiving payments from foreign nationals, that charges are brought against George Santos. And also building on that, what do you think of the Santos charges? And what does it say about the rapidity with which the Department of Justice was able to bring charges against Santos? Meanwhile, they still had the Hunter Biden laptop for almost four years now and haven't done anything at all. Does that strike you as a pretty clear evidence of, or at least, you know, you know, it's not just the appearance, it's not just impropriety, it's the appearance of impropriety that is so uh, destructive and toxic. How would you analyze yeah, I, the, the, these stories? Clay, I, I would say that time, in terms of timing, um, the Justice Department is also always in control of the timing of, uh, when somebody is taken into custody, particularly if it's a nonviolent crime and you're dealing with a public person. So they obviously picked this day for a reason, and it doesn't at all surprise me how, given how politicized uh, the Justice Department in this administration has been, that they pick a day where uh, they have another story out there that they want to bury. And I would just, uh, just uh, add that, you know, I haven't had a chance to um, go through the Santos charges yet, because I spent my morning reading a second report that the House generated today, that, two very interesting reports, not just the, the Biden money one, but also how the letter by the 51 former intelligence officials came to be generated. The uh, Jim Jordan uh, and Mike Turner's committees generated a 70-page report this morning that's a fascinating report about how that all came to pass and how uh, and this will be this will be close to Buck's heart. But, you know, how these guys took their national security credentials and basically hoard them for partisan purposes uh, to give Biden a response to make to Trump at the at the debate when he raised, uh, you know, Biden's corruption. So yeah, that, that's that's 100 percent what they did. And, Andy, you know, the Federalist yeah. has. The Federalist has a story, I think it just went up last night, that this actually came from within the agency, too, not just former agency. Yeah, so that's an interesting aspect of it. Um, what it looks like happened is at the same, you know, they had to put their letter, Morell, who was the, the former CIA director, who was the main uh, writer of this, he got it pushed through the part of the CIA that reviews uh, people's writings before they go public to make sure there's no classified information the, in it. The Publication Review Board, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So somebody else from the CIA at the same time uh, was having his book reviewed, and the CIA asked them uh, in that process, hey, did you hear about this other letter? Wouldn't you like to sign on? So he and his wife, who were both former CIA agents, signed on to the letter. And we don't know how many other people were persuaded by the CIA itself, not just like these former officials, but actually the CIA uh, to get involved in this thing, which is sheer politics. It's not anything else. Where is all this going? Some, I mean, have you ever seen so many different legal machinations and craziness going on in our country in your experience? No, I mean, you know, I thought the Trump days with, the Mueller investigation, you know, there was a lot going on then, too, and and that seemed to be bumping in all the time to uh, a lot of congressional stuff. But it, it does seem to me, Clay, when I get to the end of the week, that there's no weekend. 
I just feel like every single day something's exploding. Uh, Join the club. And I I think one of the challenges, thank you, Andy, you do a a killer job. One of the challenges out there, Buck, and we'll talk about this some as we move throughout the show, I think people are just so overwhelmed by the amount of information, it's hard to even know what's going on on a day-to-day basis. Look, uh, a lot of you out there, you need food insurance. You probably have health insurance, hopefully. Probably have car insurance. Probably have, some of you, life insurance. Probably have insurance for your homes. What about taking care of your family and ensuring that you have food insurance? That's what My Patriot Supply does. Is what we have in the Travis household. I've got it. My wife's got it. All three of our boys have it. We have five different three-month emergency food kits. You know they can last 25 years in storage. And with each of these, it'll provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three months, 90 days of food. You'll also right now get a bonus package of crucial survival gear worth over 200 bucks for free. The three-month emergency food kit guarantees your family will have peace of mind during a disaster, and the survival gear will help you be even more prepared. Again, this kit, breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks, over 2,000 calories a day. Calories correlate to energy. That's what you'll need in the event of a situation like this. To get your emergency food and your free survival gear worth over 200 bucks, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, and this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We got a lot of people who want to weigh in, a variety of different reactions to what's going on so far. Obviously, big news day. We haven't even gotten to the chaos that is rapidly unspooling at the border. We will discuss that in the second hour. And also, again, Miranda Devine, who broke the initial stories about the Hunter Biden laptop, will join us at the top of the third hour to dive into that. That's going to be yeah, pretty fascinating. I just want to circle back every time, we, especially these days. Remember, everybody, we had the E. Jean Carroll thing that just came down, which I think now is that's going to fade away into nothingness. Although they're going to say that Trump has now been proven in court to be a sexual predator because of the sexual assault component of it, but there was no rape. So, But they were, they were saying that anyway. Clay and I were talking about this offline. They've been saying Trump is a rapist you know, since the beginning of his presidency. Um, I, I don't believe that for one second. I don't think any of you believe it, but the point is that will continue. Okay. You've got Georgia. You've got the Bragg, oh, Stormy Daniels payoff thing, the Georgia prosecution over the, you know, election interference. And then, of course, the special counsel. Am I missing any, by the way, that they're, you know, the Mar-a-Lago documents component, the January 6th component? There's, I mean, there's a lot going on, but on the Hunter Biden thing, this is why having an actual former federal prosecutor on, I think, is, um, you know, and Andy's very balls and strikes kind of guy, not just because he loves baseball, but, you know, he calls it like he sees it. Um, the notion of Manafort as a precedent here, they went after Manafort for money laundering based on the failure. So the failure to register under FARA, which is a joke statute, created a criminal reason for hiding of the funds coming in, which was then used for a money laundering charge. That applies to Hunter Biden as well, everybody. That's a big deal. In theory, it would. But uh, again, the timing, we'll take some calls in the next hour. Okay, let's get back to these calls, 800-282-2882. The challenge, Buck, and this is why I want you all to understand what exactly is going on. On this show, we will talk about all of the different criminal proceedings, civil proceedings. You guys in the first hour have heard a detailed analysis of a lot of them. Huge percentages, New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, they have no idea that nine Biden family members were revealed to have been taking payments from Romania in addition to Ukraine and Russia all before. They have no idea that happened. And it is not a coincidence. You heard Andy McCarthy hint at this, Buck, because I think this is significant. They knew this press conference was coming in the White House. They knew that many of these documents had Joe Biden dead to right. So what did they decide to do? Arrest George Santos on the day of this press conference. It's a move-the-ball trick, and a huge percentage of the American public has no idea what was revealed today because half the media isn't even going to mention it. It is it is amazing you know, what they are able to do pe- with their propaganda media outlets. People get, people get frustrated. They reach out to me, and they say, Look at what they do. Look at how their side plays. They'll say, do you think any Republican would ever plan some kind of an arrest of a corrupt Democrat like this to cover up for a Republican? And I got to say, no, the answer is no. We still we still play by gentlemanly rules in an era where the other side is always hiding brass knuckles inside of the boxing gloves. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 